It's Monday at 6 o'clock. You know what that means. Time for the Sports Zone with Rudy and Bob right here on 95.1 The Bull. And Bob, how you doing? I'm doing well, and I, I can't wait to talk about whatever we're going to talk about tonight. We have so much to talk about tonight, it's not even funny. It's not even funny, Bob. Well, well it could be funny. I mean, by, well, by, the, by the end, I mean, people will be laughing going, what are they saying? Well, that's true. And, you know, yeah. So, but but seriously, we're going to talk a little football. We're going to talk. We're just going to talk. We're going to talk some sports. We got some good stuff, and you know it's going to be funny. And we might have a guest tonight. Really? Yeah, we might. We'll see. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Okay, I'm glad you lined up. You lined this up, right? Because I didn't not... say I lined anything. I said we might have a guest. Okay. Okay. Well, all right. There's that, anticipation it, now. It, yeah, that's kind of the hook to keep them through the whole show. That's the whole it? point. That's what you're <laughs> yes, supposed to do in yes. the opening of the show. Yeah. Yes. All right, we need to take a break and get our ducks in a row. We'll be back with more Sports Zone right after this. Jason. Yeah. Got a quick question for you. Okay. What do you think about people who, fans, sports, <laughs> sports, <laughs> sports fans? Yeah. You know, because this is a sports show. Yes, it is. So. And we, there's probably fans listening. Yes. <laughs> I don't like them. You don't like any fans? Uh, not, no, well, that's okay. not true. Uh, yes. I don't like most fans. <laughs> I, no, it's not that. I hate so, the uninformed fan that tries to act like they know everything. So we've it talked. It's insane. Obviously, we talked about this a little bit coming into the segment. Oh, yeah. Um, but Well, I but, mean, I've made no bones about this. I mean, no, and this is, you know, I've known you... We've been doing this radio show. You've been doing it for almost five years. Well, remember, you were there for the first one, Bob. I, I was. And so, that's coming up, by the way. It is coming up. Yes, yes. And we're going to have a big show. We're, we're getting way off the subject. Either but, a big show or a big train wreck, one yeah, of the two. Yes. Speaking of train wrecks. But, <laughs> but we've talked a lot over the years about fans and how critical they can be. Right. And I, I, I guess... One of the things I know that bothers you, and I want you to get this up, it's, it's, it's therapy night here on the Sports Zone. Thank you, Bob. So, um, you know, I, I, do, I will need a co-payment before we get going. But, <laughs> but, but honestly, we've talked. That's how you're, gonna play for, that's how you're paying for your, t- for your t- plane ticket back. Huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> the, 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 it's not fans that bother you. It's uninformed fans, which tends yeah. to be the majority of well, fans, at least on social media. Right. So let, let, let's go through a few things, okay? Okay. Um, we'll call these exercises. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about your favorite quarterback, uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> so, no. I, well, you, you cannot imagine how big of an eye roll he just got. Yes. But, but let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, who had maybe, and it was a, it was a team. Oh, it, yeah. it was definitely a team effort in the season opener. Yeah. 38-3 uh, to three to the Saints. Yeah. And, of course, there was some so-called Packer fans that got on Rodgers. Well, and everybody got on Aaron Rodgers and the, and the team. And here's the thing. It's not just I – want, I want it to be known, Bob. This isn't just because it's my team. Right, right. Well, we're going to get to a, some other examples. This is a case study of fandom across the board. Now, now what I love about this is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers lose to the Saints week mm-hmm. one, yep. September 12th, 38-3. Yeah. It's, and, and you know what? It's really not even that close. <laughs> No, you know, well, you can say that. Worse. You know, it would be running clock yeah. in high school football. Right. Uh, 
comes comes back, beats the Lions, but then the real Aaron Rodgers really showed up right. on Monday night a week ago tonight. Yeah, uh, thirty-seven seconds left. Is thirty-seven seconds, no timeouts, seventy-five yards. Yes, and the forty-nineers score. They, well, they had scored. They had just scored, and they're up by one. Yes. So here's the thing: I'm sitting at home watching this. Right, because you're a powerful guy, you know. Yes, and I'm really about ready to call you and give you a little grief. Oh, and then I realized 37 seconds is like four hours and 27 minutes for, <laughs> you know, Aaron for Rodgers. Good, well, for a good, any good quarterback. Yeah. Well, the, but, but there's very few quarterbacks I would take ahead of Aaron Rodgers in that situation. True. I mean, Tom, so, Tom Brady would be one that you could... So then I didn't call, which I'm so glad I didn't. (laughs) Because even though it was 37 seconds, of course, it's about, you know, what, five minutes later. Yeah, right. They're they're kicking a field goal to win the game. And then I would have had to take the return phone call. But my point on all of this, those uninformed fans Mm -hmm. who said this was, you know, and and, and I saw some of it. This is all because Rodgers didn't want to be on the team. Right. and and we're gonna do some other case studies here. Yeah. But what do we? How do we get fans one to just enjoy the game? Well, so here's what I've realized: everybody wants, every fan is living vicariously through their favorite team, right. myself included. Mm-hmm. And I I would be remiss if I didn't say there were times where my my favorite team losing would put put me in a funk for a day and a day and a half, two days. And I've gotten over some of that. Like, I don't like it. And really, the only thing I'm going to worry about now is if I've kind of poked and prodded at the at the students uh, on their favorite teams, right, right. which I have done. Yes. Uh, and so that means I'm going to have to take it back. And so, I, I mean, there's a particular student in mind. You know, last week I'm thinking, well, great, the 49ers are going to win, and I'm going to have to hear about this tomorrow. And uh, then they won, and I said, I'm not going to say anything. Right. I might smile and wink once, but I'm not going to say anything. Because I, you know, it, there's no sense in doing that. Uh, now that was she's also not one that runs her mouth at me about stuff. <laughs> so you know, there's a difference. There was the Cowboys. I got a student that's going to hear about it. Yes. But but what you what drives me insane is the knee jerkiness and the total lack of understanding of the game, uh, maybe. The, yeah, and just the the inner dynamics. You can get destroyed one week mm-hmm. and come out, and th- and this is why I hate all the talk about the college football players. Like, well, they were really bad this week. You're right. There's good teams who have terrible weeks Weeks's, for one reason right, or another. Right. And Green Bay's are I I think in this case Green Bay's a really pretty good team that had a terrible week one, <laughs> and came back and and had it figured out. They've got flaws like right. every team. They've right, got flaws. Right, Don't right. get me wrong. Absolutely. But but you know. And and Aaron said it best. And I think the one thing I kind of like about his attitude with this year is that he's a little bit more free to kind of just say it what he's say what he's thinking, right. which is a little closer to the truth. And he said, "We're not going to change how we approach the week. We're not going to change. You know, we're not going to toss our offense because things went bad. Right. We're going to keep doing what we do because if you just change everything." You're just chasing. You're chasing the dragon. You're right. chasing the pendulum, right? And it doesn't work. Well, and I think the other thing that that people have to realize is, in professional sports, and college sports, and high school sports, teams are going to have bad games. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, did you? Can you imagine? There's middle school football games I coached right. that did not go well. 
In fact, there was a lot of them. <laughs> right. I blame but, the coaching. But again, <laughs> mainly me. You know, if the Packers lose the first six games all by the score of thirty-eight to three, they might want to look at doing something different. Right. But but one game does not a season make. Exactly. And and I will say this: I, I've watched this early in the college football season. There's, there's a, quarterbacks tend to get a lot of this. Right. You know. Uh, Iowa's quarterback, Spencer Petras. Yeah. You know, and, and Iowa State's quarterback, Brock Purdy, well, is yeah, taking some. Why, you know, why doesn't he throw it deep? Oh, and then yeah. when he throws it deep and he overthrows him, then why is he throwing it deep? And, oh, of course. But, 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 but here's my point about Petras. I'll use Petras as an example. Iowa's offense is predicated on running the football. Yeah. So, and. Really, there's been very few years that Iowa has had that true deep threat. Right. You know, uh, not that the receivers haven't been good. No, but, but it's but, just not the nature of their offense. It's not how their offense runs. Right. You know, and, and you know, I think, uh, I think we joked about this. Iowa is not the Raiders of old. No. And, and I'm going to bring it up. Ken Stabler and Cliff Branch. I've heard of Ken Stabler. Yes. And Cliff Branch could run. You know, he just ran by people. Really, Iowa doesn't have that. I mean, at that time, what was that? Did that mean he had four four nines forty speed? <laughs> okay, at that time, well, it was in black and white. If that matters, you know the the TV screens. Oh. So, you know, yeah, you, you speak not speaking my language there. <laughs> so, but again, it, it's not really understanding. It, it, it's not all of Petrius's fault, right? Because they're not running the football, which is for years has how. Iowa has set up their pass game. Right. You know, because they're, they're getting six. You know, that's a concern with the Hawkeyes early in the season. They're not running the football very well. Right. Uh, they had 55 rushing yards against Colorado State. Colorado State gave up 250 to South Dakota State, which right. is a division lower. Right. So, again, I, I just I, – I, I can go to the high school game just mm-hmm. as much. Jason, you get the ball at your own 20-yard line Yep. with a minute and a half left, and you're up seven, and you know you're getting the kickoff to start the second half. Right. You're not going to start firing passes downfield. No. You know, if you break a... You know, if you break a big run, then yes. Paul Hefty was at my offensive... He was the offensive coordinator and the head coach at Luther when I was there. Right. And he's the guy who took my coaching uh, philosophy class and coaching of football. And and he he would say, and he said this to the quarterbacks and being a center, I got to get in on a little bit of some of that. Right. He said, get a first down, then we'll go. Right. You know, get a first down, then you build some momentum, then you go. Think about that. You throw three incomplete passes, there's 130 left. Now there's 115 left. And you've... Put yourself in a spot to punt in the high school game. 34-yard average isn't bad. No. But, you know, but so if you do that, you put them at midfield with probably a buck, buck 05 to go. And, and now yeah. I take my chances. I'm at midfield. Yeah, th- right, exactly. Right. So, Or what if you get it blocked? Exactly. And I mean, you can't or live you in get the fear a, of a bad snap. Right. Or, you, you, you know. can't live in the fear. Live in fear of always having it blocked. But when a coach says, you know what, there's no set, whatever level, whether it's high school, or or college or pros. If a coach says we're on our own side of the field, and you know what, let's just run a play. Right. They're not wrong. 
Right. They're not wrong. Oh. That's not taking your foot off the gas. That's playing good percentages and playing smart percentages. I, I, it's it's kind of like the investment. I'm sorry, I cut you yeah, off here. But no. Think of this. Would you rather invest $100,000 in a stock like, say, uh, a Walmart or a Google or an Apple or something that you know is going to be pretty stable? Right. Or would you rather invest $100,000 in the lottery? Right, right. Now I know the lottery is going to pay off probably bigger. The lo- you know right. going to pay off bigger if you hit it. Right. But what are the odds? <laughs> or the other one in the long run, you know you're going to have better odds for success. Well, that's what it comes down to. Now, now you have this on me because all I'm thinking is, wouldn't it be great if I had a hundred thousand well, dollars? <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong, there is something to be said about you know sometimes you just got to go for it. Right, I get that. But again, even in this day and age, you're seeing more coaches go for it on fourth down. And that's because you're seeing better stats put out there, better odds put out there uh, that are a little more accurate and and what that means. But if I have a great punter, you know, there's another thing that changes the game a little bit. You know, it's fourth and one. Why is he punting? Because this guy's going to put it inside the five. Well, you know, know, that was the thing is um, Decora was always, always growing up. You punt the ball. It goes back to, right. to Dick Wiest and Coach Post and Coach Olenzak. When they were the head coaches, would do the same thing. They'd be on the plus side of the field. They'd be at the plus I, – I mean, I'd seen it at the plus 38-yard line, and maybe it was fourth and 12. Right. Yeah, we're going to punt. And they'd drop it inside the five. And, and this is the thing that people don't realize. Yeah, that's boring. Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, again, think about starting field position and what your percentages to score going the other way. And again, think of the field in first downs. You know don't, what I don't always, th- yeah, don't think of it in yards. Think of it in first downs. You know what I always say when people say it's boring? Mm-hmm. No. It's winning. Winning is exciting. Winning <laughs> you know? is exciting. And, and I've seen this, you know, years ago. Um, there was a quarterback for St. Anne's named Matt Sherman. He ended up at Iowa. And ended up at Iowa. His dad was there's, a of a coach. Yeah, there's not that many class 1A. They were 1A, 2A back then. Yeah quarterbacks that end up you know he he quarterbacked three bowl games Mm -hmm. you know won a couple yep um and i remember some some very informed fans he was ball would be on the left hash he's throwing a 20 yard down and out to the right sideline well be easy to throw just those 15 20 yard passes and I'm like, do you realize how, how far the ball, that, yeah. how far the ball is in the air, and what a tight window, even in high school, a down and out is. You know, the yard is what fifty? It's fifty feet, fifty three yards, yards. Yeah, fifty. No, it is fifty three. You're yeah. right. It's fifty three and a third yards wide, yeah. and the hashes in college and well, in, in high, high school, school they're even wider. Right. They're so even, they're the widest. So to throw it all the way across, literally across the field, plus 15 yards upfield, right. that's a heck of a throw. You're throwing that thing 40, 50 yards in the air. So I, I just I, – and the other thing I will, will say, and again, I'll, I'll go back to – I said it fairly early in the segment. It is a game. It's a game. And we watch it because we enjoy it. Right. And yet, so many fans don't seem to enjoy it, you know? Well, um, I, and, and here's what it is, Bob. Again, we live vicariously through our teams. I, I, we, I know that feeling. But here's the problem. Fans, 
literally cannot do anything to change the outcome of the game. Yes, right. you can yell, at, at, you know, but at home you can't. You can't yell at the TV, and so there's that part of it. But the problem whoa, is, whoa, we're whoa, so whoa. Inv- whoa, you mean they're not hearing me when I yell at the TV? No, my wife reminds me of that many oh. times. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but and this is the problem when I live vicariously through my team, which mm-hmm. I've done. Right. I am banking on them doing things that like allow me to say what I want to say. Right. And, and that's the problem is like, you want to be able to say, Oh, look at what my team did. Oh, your yeah. team, whatever you right. And so it's, it's no fun to be on the other end. Exactly. So it's not so much the team itself. It's the fact that I can't go to the water, water cooler. I can't go to the office. I can't go to wherever and, and brag up my team. Or the bigger thing is, I don't want to be the butt of the joke. Right, right. And no. nobody likes to be the butt of the joke. Right. That's what it comes down to. And that's why I don't like fans. You know, and then they start to think that they know more than they do. And then, you know, and to a certain extent, I got to I gotta just say, stuff it rude because that's part of the fun of sports is discussing right. it. What if? Right. You know, maybe if. Um, but I, I also think we have to understand that there's people that are getting paid to do these jobs that know what they're doing. And there's a lot of people who are paying to watch these people do their jobs that don't know what they're doing as well. And sometimes we just have to remember that. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. So um, we have a guest coming. We do have a guest coming. I'm going to kick you out for it, though. Okay. I'm sorry. I love you, Bob, but this guy's too good. We can't, uh, I don't know. We're just going to say this. Okay, you're really going to kick me out. Well, if you can make it back, I just know that you were talking about needing to go take a little break. Yes, I might need a little break. It's been a long day. Okay, well, we'll do <laughs> okay. that. When we come back, Chris Ruth from the University of Iowa uh, video department, and uh, you're not going to want to miss this. Chris is really, really good. I can't wait. Sounds good. Back after this. Back on the Sports Zone, we are. And I'll tell you what, if you have a chance to head down to Iowa City to catch an Iowa athletics event, you've probably seen the work of our next guest on the air or uh, on the uh, the Jumbotrons or uh, all over the place. You might even see them on Twitter and social media. Our next guest, Chris Ruth from the University of Iowa, Hawk Vision. Welcome, sir. It is so good to have you here. I am jealous just thinking about it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Chris, your department handles video production stuff for the University of Iowa. What all is entailed with the department that uh, that you manage? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot, and I always try and break it down for people kind of like in three areas. Um, the area that I'm the most involved with, hands-on with myself, is content production. Um, so that involves shooting and editing projects, basically as video producers, uh, me and a few others on my staff. And that content gets used across social media. It gets used for television shows such as the Heartland, and it also gets used in venue uh, for, our, for our live events. That's just kind of one area. Our other two areas within Hawk Vision are our video board production. So in Carver, in Kinnick, baseball, softball, anywhere where there's a video board, that's the Hawk Vision staff that's controlling that. And then also our BTN student use streaming. Um, so basically a lot of our sporting events that are never that are not covered by a TV truck when you're still watching them and you're watching them on BTN plus um, that's our student use staff that's doing that with some of our full-time staff in Hawk vision. So students that are, are part of that BTN uh, student use staff, are they in school for journalism and specifically for videography type type uh, careers? Some are uh, the challenge we have at Iowa is that I feel like we, and it's one thing that I would love to kind of change one day a little bit. I went to Florida state, I majored in media production down there. It was a, a 
a major, very specific to working in video production. Um, at Iowa, we have a few, we, we work with students in sport and rec management, cinema majors, journalism, communication. It's kind of a mix. And I think it'll always be a mix, of course, but it'd be great if we could offer something that it's something that we've talked about for years. And hopefully it happens at one point where we can get more of a, a major or a minor or even a certificate that is a little more focused on specifically working in sports production. Thankfully, you know, we, we have those students that are working in student U and like you said, some of them, um, are, have majors related to it, you know, but they're hourly, hourly employees of ours and they do an awesome job in that. We have students that work on that video board side, do an awesome job. And then students in our production side as well, you know, and it, it gives, it really gives them a great experience to get, you know, actual real life on the job experiences and we've seen a lot of students in all three of those areas uh move on and take jobs whether it be at another university espn btn pro sports whatever it might be so it's it's definitely really cool and and we can do it we do without them so it's really important well if i ever get this production studio that i'm trying to do here in the school going we can we'll link up we'll set we'll we'll be the pipe the middle school pipeline to uh Hawk vision and, and everything going on down there. So <laughs> yeah, man, I'd be all about it. There you go. We'll, we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk off the air about that a little bit, maybe. <laughs> uh, so, you know, you talked about a, a number of different productions. Um, you know, uh, I'm curious to know equipment wise, you know, I, I know you guys have to, to have stuff on the field, uh, whether it be for documenting the game. Well, not, not weather for it is for documenting the game. How much equipment do you have on a, on the field at a typical football game? It depends a little bit between road and away because at a home game, obviously we have an opportunity to have more students there, other full-time staff uh, in, in terms of not being limited of when we travel, but I'll even just talk about just from a traveling standpoint, because that's what we'll have at, at minimum at every game, whether it's home or road. And this is just like the content production side too, like at a home event, we have the video board crew. We have those cameras that, you know, that's a whole major production in and of itself that, you know, links back to a control room and, you know, throwing out some names too, like Jim Berg and Trisha Stortz on uh, our staff and Hawk Vision um, and their entire freelance crew are what head that up. And they do an awesome job with um, that in Kinnick and then more what some of our full-time staff does in terms of covering the game for what you see on social media, what you see in the heartland, the, well, the, the main people that travel to every road game is myself, Mike Moriarty on my staff, and Matt Nelson. And then also Parker Dilly works over in football video and coaches video, but that position also does production work with us. So we have four cameras, and the way we cover a football game is I'm usually on our team sideline covering that side of things. Matt Nelson's usually on the away sideline. I'm allowed in our team bench area, so we get a lot of great um reaction shots guys talking on the bench like that's some of the coolest stuff because that's what a lot of people don't get a chance to see on tv parker dilly is in whichever end zone we're going towards so even when we're on defense we're always seeing our team's face um and he shoots with probably one of our coolest setups about two years ago i know i guess it was two years ago now we um we were able to to purchase a really nice canon lens that's a 50 to a thousand millimeter and it has like a an extender on it too. And I mean, it can just get incredible close-ups that are just unbelievable. And then, so Mike Moriarty, then he's up usually on a high 50. And that's also usually getting a direct radio feed in from Dolph. 
uh, and Podolak. And then we have that to work with immediately right from that camera instead of having to go pull it from the radio broadcast later. So those are the four that we, we shoot on all red digital cinema cameras. We're very lucky to have those. And, you know, what we try and that was what I grew up watching. And I think what we strive to to look like is, you know, when everyone thinks about like the highest bar of football video production, I think a lot of people think of NFL films and we've just tried to mirror that look as much as we can. And through our equipment, through our, our red cameras and through our nice Canon cinema lenses, uh, we've been very lucky to have that equipment. And also, you know, I sent out a tweet like a couple weeks ago after one of the games because it was it was so cool to have fans in the stands again. And we covered the game so well from a camera standpoint. It's like even if you have all that gear, it's but you really need the right people first and you need those people in the right locations on a on a field. And when you have all that, like that's when you really get really quality, great production. And we try and do our best. And it's a it's a really fun time being able to do it. We're all very lucky. I remember that tweet and that actually kind of spurred this whole, me wanting to talk to you about this. And, you know, you're, you're talking about the different locations and you're in and amongst the, uh, the, 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 this team and the staff and whatnot. Are there moments where you kind of pinch yourself and say, I cannot believe I'm standing right here at this particular moment. Sometimes you have to like remind yourself a little bit because like once you've done it for a while, you know, it, so what's funny, like my mind sometimes works this way. I'm like, man, like it would be really, I can't even imagine what it would be like being at an Iowa football game, not being in this position. Like, you know, because like that's what you're mm -hmm. used to doing and like that's what you have a passion for. So it's almost like a reverse in a little bit, but it's like, wow. Yeah, you do at times um, kind of catch yourself. And sometimes it's after the fact too, when you're going back and looking through your footage and archiving the footage. But also, I think a lot of times it's something like at a bowl game where you're just you kind of stop and you're really experiencing something truly different. And you're like, yeah, job's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, are there, there are funny moments? I mean, just interactions with either team players that just, uh, you know, you, you never forget. Yeah, absolutely. And like, you know, that's something that I think is cool for us and that we try and show of these guys, too. You know, I think a lot of fans and people can get caught up in thinking that, you know, kind of like the star status of like any athlete, whether it be college or professional. And it's like they're all just guys like they're all just humans, man. You know, they're they're all normal people. And just like the rest of us, just they're very talented at the sport of football. So, yeah, it's whether it's on the sideline, you you're kind of putting spots and filming things where you get a you kind of catch a lot of funny moments or you know and, and we we try and capture those and pick and choose which ones we release to really show guys personality because they're you know they're good people man you know you've gotten to meet and work with people like uh, luca garza especially last year with his record setting season uh and uh you know josie jewel's another big name uh from up in this area when you have somebody who's going to make you know, and maybe Luke is the best example or uh, Spencer Lee, who's going to have that record setting experience. What goes into making sure that you document that the right way, uh, tell that story the right way? I mean, is there added pressure? I'm just kind of curious about that. Sometimes there's, there's added pressure in the sense of like things get really busy whenever those things start happening. Like when the football team right now, for example, is ranked where it's at 
or when the wrestling team is, you know, that they're like a favorite to win a national championship um, or if it's the basketball team with, you know, having a, a player like Luca and everyone, you know, their expectations are high. There's just a lot of eyes on the programs and the added pressure I feel like is the sense that like, you feel like you need to make sure you, you tell the story the right way and it be deserving. And it's kind of funny because again, like that's when you're the most busy, but usually when you're really, really, really busy and we're always busy, don't get me wrong. When you're ultra busy, it usually means that sports are going well, which is a good thing, you know, and I've been very lucky since I got to Iowa in 2013, that that's been the case most years. But sometimes when, you know, you lose a couple games, things get less busy and people <laughs> kind of start look, you know, looking at paying attention to other things. And you're like, sure. Oh, well, this isn't as fun. You know? Right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, there's some added pressure for sure, but it's, it's usually when it's the most fun. Like, you know, that you're potentially capturing moments that, you know, we're always capturing things that are going to be, could always be used down the rock, down the road. And, and that's you know, an important thing to remember too. Like just because maybe we're not the best or doing the best or whatever down the road, you never know what your footage or for our photo guys, like what those might be used for. So it's important to always, no matter how, you know, how, uh, how much potential there is to, or be ranked this high or whatever those might be. You always got to keep your head in it and make sure that you're doing the best you can. Sure. Yeah. In a lot of ways you're like historians, aren't you? Yeah, for sure. Like, like the visual, you know, storytellers and historians for athletics. And I know our, like, we're talking about Hawk Vision and video specifically, but I know Brian Ray and Stephen Malley, two really talented photographers we have, and and they definitely feel that way. It's it's a lot of fun. Chris Ruth joining us from the University of Iowa. Thank you so much. This has been educational for me and just a blast. Thanks, man. No, I, I really appreciate you reaching out. And I always enjoy being able to talk about what I do and um, what our team does here at Iowa in the athletic department. And uh, it's always fun to share. So thank you. Hey, the pleasure's all been mine on this end here. So thank you very much. And uh, with that, we'll see if we can't find Bob, bring him back in, and we'll have more sports on coming up right after this. Jason. Yo. Did I make it back in time? For what? Uh, Chris Ruth. No. Wait a minute. I, what? I, I what? ran. What? I mean, you I ran. I, I ran. Yeah. That's why I'm, you know, like sweaty and out of breath and, you know. Oh, I. Okay, I didn't think it took that much, but okay. Well, you know, I shouldn't I mean, talk. I shouldn't talk. Yes, yes. I mean, so. But I'm sorry. Did you like? Did, I just ran the quick start. Were you looking I, to talk to him? Oh, I wanted to talk to him. Well, he had some good stuff, man. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, uh, you couldn't uh, wait for me. Well, no. Well, I guess this the show is, must go on. The peeps are sitting out there saying we need to hear from whoever. So honestly. The, the station not, gets mad if we have dead air. I'm not sharing the pizza with you then. So. Fine. I'll okay. get my own. <laughs> okay. I'll see if Chris wants to share one. <laughs> okay. Well, I missed that. So, well, we'll you know, I'll listen, uh, I'll listen to it on the um, – don't we, we – we, we pod- put it out of the podcast. Yeah, right? yeah, I'll listen to that. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll judge you. Um, What's new? Yes. What's new? <laughs> Judge you sounds so harsh. Grade you is a little bit nicer, uh, isn't it? I've always thought you were pretty judgy. 32, 33. That's what I'm going to give you no matter what because you left me out again. Out of 30, that's not a problem. No, uh, that's extra credit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, since I missed that, yeah. uh, we're in October. 
We are in October. Which, you know, by the way, uh, just so you know, yeah. it's October 4th today. It is. Yeah, so in 15 days, I expect my birthday present from you. You have a birthday coming up? Yes. October 15th is your birthday? No, in 15 plus 4. 15 days from today. Oh, October 19th? Yes. I didn't realize that. You really are old. Yes, yes. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, don't ask me how. I mean, you know, I, I just, I'm going to. Leave you and go to the city council meeting tonight and get a permit to light my cake. To put the, you know, so. <laughs> I know anyway. I, I know a guy who can do that kind of stuff, but that this isn't the uh, place for that. I, I do honestly October another favorite month of mine, yeah. not just because it's my birthday, which yeah. should be a national holiday, by the way. Right, uh, anyway, right. uh, do you know what I like about it? What? Well, I mean, it's it's high school fall sport playoff time oh, coming it's, up. It's, it's a great time of year. I love playoff time. Any, it is. Any, you know, it's why I like February. There's a lot of excitement. It's why I like May. It's why I like July. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. There's a lot October, of excitement. Honestly, fall is my favorite because it's also my birthday. Well. <laughs> Have I mentioned that yet? I mean, so. But, but, so you're telling us you're all, you're getting old. Right, right. Okay. So, yeah. So what I'm you, get, what I'm is, get, is it 75 this year? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you should see the look on his face. So, you're honestly, you know, we got, we got two weeks of the high school uh, for most classes. Are the right. classes that we care about here. Right. Um, two weeks left? No, there's three more games. No, two weeks. The, uh, for instance, New Hampton plays at Forest City this week. Oh, no, you're right. You're you right. Know, I'm sorry. And, now, the, if you social, don't make the Social playoffs. studies, not math. <laughs> yes. No, you're right. You're absolutely you right. Know, it's, so, it's, yeah, Forest City and Clear Lake left. Um, yeah. So we're, we're, we're very close to high school football playoffs. Yes. Um, before that gets going... The volleyball playoffs will start. Yes. And, and then cross-country is right in that week as well for yes, the, the state qualifying meet. And we have some – around here, we have some uh, – I think we, we have the potential Yep. Um, to have uh, some playoff teams in football. Yeah. Um, Turkey Valley is in. Yep. Uh, you know, I think uh, New Hampton and, and – New Hampton has a really good shot. Yep. Nashville Plainfield is going to have to to probably win a game or two these last two weeks to get in. Yep. Uh, But, you know, we have a cross country has had, you know, probably this is a a banner year in the area. Yes. Um, Yeah, no doubt. I mean, between, yeah. I mean, you're seeing seeing teams from Chickasaw County finish in the top five, top three consistently. You know, and, and I always uh, – one of the things I really enjoy about um, – I've been to the state cross-country meet twice, mm-hmm. and I, wanna, I want everybody to, to relax because I do I did not plan on going this year and sending somebody else because the two times I have gone, it has snowed. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know um, – oh, that, that, That's more of an indictment on you than anything, yeah, yeah. right? So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm like, you know, and, and these are literally like 1991 and 2007. So it yeah. wasn't like, I, you know mm-hmm. – uh, I, I'm not. I'm not testing it again. You know. <laughs> Good one, Bob. <laughs> what does it fool me once? You know, I'll fool me twice. Yeah, now, yeah, fool yeah. me three times. I'm no. I'm not doing it. Yeah, so. uh, you're not fooling me again, <laughs> darn yeah, it. So, uh, I, I do think uh, it'll be interesting with the football playoffs this year. Uh, to go back to football for a minute, you're going to have some games and 
an eight-man A, 1A, and 2A that will be played on the first playoff night that are not playoff games. Correct. You know, and, and number one, I'm really interested to see just how many games are going to be played. My guess is not a lot. You're talking about if a team finishes in the bottom two of their district and right. they have a chance to go out and or, play somebody else. Right. Or they right. don't finish in the top four because there's, right. there's some seven-team, eight-team districts and eight-man out there. Uh, part of the It's a great idea. It is. It, it, it is. But, but here's, here's the rub is you got to go out and find an opponent right. that you haven't. You know, I, I don't think anybody's going to want to play a team again. No, probably not. But then that's where you're going to see, you know, if you had, say, like a Charles City who is really struggling Mm -hmm. and now they played Mason City. um, Yeah, will they want to play them again? Because if if, if they don't. Granted, they're not affected by this because. Right, right. But if they were two-way. You know, it's going to be more more like Rockford has struggled. Right. Do they want to play, say, a. Um, well, North Butler's good. That's not you know a dunk or turn or you know yeah, yeah, yeah. you know do they want to do they want to play to stay close? They may have to play a team they've already played probably, you especially know, an eight man. You know, now New Hampton's in the spot, which I I'm hoping hoping right, they're not right. going to. I and I don't I don't think that's going to be the case that they're going to have to be scrambling for that with a couple. You know, I think two wins in the district it puts you in really good position. Right. But you know, you got the ability to go to the east. Right. Now, granted, we played old line, and old line's probably not going to make it. Right. Um, but I mean, Denver is on the bubble. I would say they're not that far away. Jessup is on the bubble. Right. You know, so I mean, there's some options. I, I, the hope is is that this is an option. That for, that for Scott Ferks, the AD yes. doesn't have to worry about for Scott Ferks, the coach. Right, because <laughs> they, yeah, he'll be in a, a game that's assigned you know, by the state in the playoffs. And, and I will say this. This has been, um, I, I will say it. You were right. I was wrong. Wow. You know, uh, I thought the sky was falling the Saturday that uh, New Hampton went back to Monona to finish their <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, this has been a, a a really good turnaround, and and one of the things we don't talk a lot about on this show, I, I don't think, but but what I've really been impressed with New Hampton is you know because I'm on the sidelines you know when it rains right I'm in the sunny. press box when yes, it rains yes uh, I I got that jab in there I thought right. I did that very well yeah. Uh, they get along very well. There's, yeah. There's, there's great chemistry. And there's I think, some, yeah, there's something to be said about a team that gets along and likes each other. And, and, and takes, you know. And, and, and takes care of each other. Yeah. It's and, what it translates into. You know, you see a lot of this, you know, where that was mine. That, right. that was my bad. You know, and not right. that was your bad. And, right. you know, I, I really believe, especially in high school sports, that goes a long way. It does. You know. It does. Um, I think one of my favorite stories from the cross country uh, season so far is the fact that all the New Hampton girls made sure to cheer everybody in. Sure. You know, that doesn't happen all the time. Right. You know, and and we just had something happen last week where uh, a New Hampton student athlete and a Charles City student athlete were on Good Morning America. Correct. Because... Good sportsmanship. Good sportsmanship. You know, and and 
and I think that's great. I think it might be a little bit of an indictment on our society as a whole that that makes national news, you know. Well, and yeah. and uh, you know, and, and I've seen this countless times, you know. So I, I I I've seen it in wrestling. I've seen, you know, Carson Babcock got along with everybody he wrestled, right? And they joked around, and then he'd go out and try to take. You know. Oh yeah, you can be and then they get along again. Right, you can compete on it in an instant and right. be friends the next. Right. Yeah. I mean, and that's going back to segment one when we were talking about how fans feel about athletes. You know, they they seem upset when a when a pro athlete goes across and they're having a jovial time with somebody across the field. Well, they're, they're- it's not high school sports where it's the guys you grew up with anymore. Right. The guys you grew up with might be on the other on the other team now. Right, right. And exactly, you know, you, you see this all the time, especially in the preseason, all the mm-hmm. pictures that the colleges put out. Oh, you yeah. Know, um, you know, Hawk, Hawks in the NFL and it's four guys posing. Right. You know, no, they, they were, they, you know, they were best friends exactly. two years ago, you know. You know and, or guys that have worked out together or they've, you know, it, it's not like these guys live in the live in bubbles. I right. mean, high school sports—I don't want to say we live in bubbles because it's expanding. But even in high school sports, you're seeing it more with social media right. and with some of the travel stuff. I, I will honestly the say the kids this. around here know each other. I, I will honestly say this: it, it, it's probably the biggest difference um, between the fact that they're bigger, stronger, faster. No, the biggest difference is my sons knew. A lot of the guys they played against. Yep. They had played against them in travel team. Or they had played as teammates. Right. And um, I, I I don't have a problem with that. I, you know, I, right. I, I, I think that's one good thing that social media can do. Right. You know, and so, you know, I, I hope we haven't been too preachy tonight. Right. But, right. but at the same time, there is something to be said for doing your absolute best to kick somebody's you-know-what. Right. And then when the game's over, the game's over. Right. You know? When they need help, they need help. And, exactly. And and I think we've had, a, you know, not just Mario Hofer picking up Carter Steinwagge's leg, which, right. which was great. It I mean, is. it was on it the is. other sideline. Right. You know, uh, you've had a cramp. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that you know, night, a lot of boys had cramps. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and, and the bottom line is is that I know that the next time Mario Hopeless stepped on the field, he wanted to catch an 80 yard touchdown pass. If they were, you know. And he did catch a, a touchdown pass right, later in the game. Right. So, again, it doesn't take away from the competitiveness. No. It, it, it's what we want. It's humanity. Yes. And, and, and yes, we, we we have been a little preachy tonight, but I we think it's worth it's worth preaching about a little bit. You know, I know. get off the backs of nineteen, twenty year old kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, celebrate goodness. You know, and and I don't think we do that enough. Right. You know, and so at the same time, you know. Did I, have I mentioned in the last two, three minutes that this is the month that my birthday falls in? No. <laughs> no, you haven't. I've got to go back probably 10 minutes. So I, I just think this is a great month. You it know? is. And, you know, I, I do it. I, I, I think of it this way. I, I, I think of, of Josh telling me about some of his coaches he had here. And, uh, you know, they'd get on him in mm-hmm. practice. Oh, yeah. 
and they get on them pretty hard. Mm-hmm. They, you know, I mean, but the coaches he really appreciated were the ones that got on them on the field. But when they crossed that white line, whatever it was, right. You know, it it was over. Right. And you know, we're talk about something else. Right. And and I, I do think there's a lot of things we can learn from sports. I've always been a big believer in, in, in all kinds of extracurricular activities too. Oh yeah. You know, drama, music, whatever it is. Speech. Speech. You know, I, I just think that sometimes we forget those things that we're supposed to learn. Right. You know. So. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I'm excited. I mean, we're, we're, we are literally a couple yeah. of weeks away from playoff time. Exactly. Bob, are you going to need me to help you down from the pulpit now? Uh, no, but... <laughs> or should we call PK? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> PK's probably going, man, uh, if those guys want to preach, I'll give them a Sunday, you know? <laughs> Especially if the Vikings are playing at noon. I, you know? I was so, say. <laughs> so, so real quick, I just... This has nothing to do with anything that we've talked about except PK. Okay. So when I was in Florida City, uh, Lee Lavig was, was my pastor at this church, and Lee's wife, Denise, was a huge Vikings fan. Okay. We had a service at 11 o'clock. Sure. And uh, she would sit in the front row, and I know I saw Denise a few times, like, point to her wrist (laughs) (laughs) and so you know we one before they left we presented uh, Denise with the most valuable pastor's spouse award for getting us home in time to to, to watch (laughs) kickoff so anyway I just thought I'd share that that's a good one yeah that's a good so we should probably take a quick break yeah and then we got to wrap things up Bob that sounds good all right back after this Fenske, would you get out of that pulpit and go home? The show's done. Okay, well, here's the deal. What? I'm going to go back and listen to that first segment on the podcast. You go ahead and listen to the yeah, first segment. You're pretty preachy. That's us. You're pretty preachy there, buddy. <laughs> so there. Okay. Uh, well, that means I got out of the pulpit. I relinquished my spot and yielded to the, uh, I'd say, the senator from... The senior member of this <laughs> The senior member. The, the very senior member. <laughs> so, oh. hey, well, we, we had a great show. We had a great show. You know, I'm, I'm sorry I missed Chris. I'm sorry you missed Chris, too. He you was know, sorry, too. But, yeah, man, I, the pizza was really good. I hope so. so it better you know, have been. Cause that eating, was, eating it in front of you was even better. Well, so. I'm just going to say, Chris and I had a spicy conversation. So, <laughs> so if, there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But but Weird seriously, faces. thanks to uh, we're, we're gonna come back in two weeks. Come, no, we're not. We're coming back next week. That's right. Because we missed because last week. We missed so we'll last be back. Week. Yeah. yeah. So you got to get ready for next week already. Wow. And then and then in three weeks we've got <gasps> dun 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 the five year anniversary show. And I don't have any music to play for it, but we got some people we're thinking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe uh, somebody named Lucy. Yeah, that would be so much. That fun. would be a fun one, and right. maybe somebody named Chris. Yeah, we'll just maybe, throw, yeah, maybe yeah. a guy named Keith. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, what happened? You know, also. could you imagine if we? Oh, I won't give anything away. No, no. I won't say who could be on. Those well, are. Well, we co- just did three. Years. Those are all code names. Yes, yes. Lucy might actually mean 
Jeff Gordon. <laughs> right. It doesn't, but it no. might. <laughs> <Yes>. anyway. <laughs> anyway, we got to thank everybody. Uh, thank a few people here. First off, our guest, uh, Chris Ruth, for joining us uh, here on the sports, or at least joining me yes. as Bob went and snarfed pizza. Uh, I absolutely loved what he had to say. Hope you enjoyed it, too. Got to thank our sponsors because they're there for us each and every week. And, of course, we can't do this without uh, the support of our people listening because, let's face it, Bob, without yeah. them – we're just talking to ourselves. Exactly. I nailed it. You nailed it? Yes. I, I mean, it, the first time in like two years that I've even come close to that. So, Good deal. Yeah. So right. we'll see you in, in one week. In one week. In one week. I'll, I'll, uh, and we'll be back to make it up again. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Talk to you in a week.